Well, good morning and happy Sunday. For those who don't know, my name is Dan Leanne. I'm one of the teaching team here at New Spring Church, and I'm so glad that so many of y'all came along uh, in person uh, to worship God and to sing praises to Him and to connect with uh, other people, even though it's uh, socially distant, uh, it's so good to connect in person. And I want to just personally invite you, if, if you haven't come back to an in-person gathering yet, I know for some people they're still nervous from a health point of view, but let's be real right now, some people have just fallen out of the habit of gathering with one another. Can I challenge you, can I dare you, mm, can I double dog dare you? Uh, to talk with your family and your friends and make it a real point to come out for an in-person gathering um, as soon as you can because there is something really special happening here at New Spring Church. Um, I just wanna begin this message by saying that I love America, okay? And last night, my family got dressed up and cruised around a neighborhood and shook people down for candy. There is no other nation in the world that would encourage, let alone set aside a day for people to shake people down for candy. Uh, th this nation already has a type two diabetes issue, but, but we don't care. It's our God-given right to go make that problem worse. So God bless America. And I know that this week is a big week, it's election week. And I just want you to know that you are blessed to live in a free country where voices can be heard, Come on, and votes can be counted. And not every country on planet Earth gets that liberty. I know that my family grew up in a country where that wasn't their right or their experience. And so I just wanted you to, to know that, um, that we can't take that for granted. And, um, and I want you to hear my heart. As one of your pastors, as one of the shepherds here in this house, but most importantly, as someone who considers you a friend. Uh, don't forget that no matter who ends up in the White House by the end of next week, um, Jesus remains on the throne today and forever. And you might ask the question, what should I do from this point as I lead into election day, pray. If you haven't prayed all year long, start praying now. And no matter who ends up being the president of this great nation, pray, amen? Hear God's voice. Don't just lean into your own biases or your own beliefs, but really hear the voice of Jesus through the Spirit in this season as you navigate all the emotions that are definitely gonna rise throughout the course of this week. And I promise you that no matter what unfolds, come on, God is gonna work it for your good and His glory because He is on the throne, come on, today and forevermore. And that's the reason we are doing a series called Hearing God. Because ultimately, knowing his love, experiencing his life, and being led to your destiny all rests on your ability to hear from God. So I'm gonna continue on this series today by talking about hearing God through the Holy Spirit. Hearing God through the Holy Spirit. But first, let's all pray together. Let's just pray together, say it out loud. Dear Jesus, help us hear through your spirit, amen. I can hear God, I can. 
I haven't always been able to hear God. There was definitely a season in my life where I was nervous about whether or not I was really hearing from God, but right here, right now, your friend, Dan, sits before you and testifies. I can hear God. And his voice is encouraging. His voice is life-giving. His voice is beautiful. His voice is at times very challenging, but his voice ultimately is always uplifting. I can hear from God. Can you? Seriously, ask yourself that question. On a scale of one to 10, one being I'm, I'm not sure at all, I have no idea, 10 being you know what, I would bet everything that I have that I can hear from God clearly and confidently, can you hear from God? I remember that question used to cause so much like, trepidation in my heart as a young Christian. I started following Jesus when I was 17 years of age and I would hear pastors and leaders of mine, mentors of mine, talk about how they heard God speak to them and I always used to feel so insecure because I didn't hear God the way they heard God. I wondered if there was something broken about me. Maybe God didn't like me. Maybe I missed the memo regarding how to hear God's voice. Maybe he, he shot me a text that I didn't read or an email that I didn't open. I remember that whole concept of hearing from God used to build so much tension in my heart. But if there's one thing we want every single person who's a part of our New Spring family to know, if there's one thing that if you were to walk away with nothing else, we hope and pray that you walk away with is this fact, that you can hear from God too. No matter who you are or where you're at, what your background is like, it doesn't matter about the, the rap sheet you may have amassed for yourself. It, it, it doesn't matter how much religion you've had to wade through right here, right now, through his word, through his spirit, through faithful community, you too can hear from God his beautiful voice, his challenging voice, his inspiring voice, his encouraging voice, his life-giving voice. You Two can hear from God. Now you might reply, Dan, how can you say that so confidently? What do you mean I can hear from the creator? How do you know that beyond a shadow of a doubt? Well, simply put, I believe we can all hear from God because God is love. Come on, can you hear that? God is love and he loves you. Not in response to how lovely you are, but as an extension of who he is, every move he makes, every decision that he takes is based on this definition that he provides to us of himself. He is love, and you know what love does? Love communicates. Love doesn't you know, give you the, the silent treatment. Love doesn't give you the cold shoulder. Love doesn't not respond to your text. Come on, he loves us, so he is always trying to communicate to us. 
In a sense, God goes on and on and on and on. Does anyone know someone like that? Well, God is like that. He's always consistently and continually trying to communicate to you. That's the reason he gives us the word of God. For the word of God is God breathed. This is God speaking to us from his heart to our lives and it's useful for teaching us and for correcting us, for rebuking us, for putting us back on a life-giving path, for training us up to embrace everything that God has promised for us. That's the reason God gives us his word. And last week, the Reverend Dr. Bishop Lee McDermott did an amazing job, not only just teaching on the Word of God, but showing you a life that has been built on the Word of God. And if you missed last week's message, I beg you, download it, and it will inspire you to jump into God's Word and hear Him through that medium. But this week, we're gonna continue on and talk about how God speaks to us through his word, and he also speaks to us through his Holy Spirit. Now, now, now can I just say this, that if you aren't into God's word, I wouldn't be trusting any spirit that I'm hearing. Come on, these work together in partnership, but if we are in God's word, we can trust that the Holy Spirit will speak to us. What does that mean? What does the Holy Spirit mean? sound like? Is that like an audible voice that I can hear if I sit in a quiet room? God, this is God speaking, like dang. Like, is, is it like you know, a voice that's on your shoulder, like there's, a, there's, a, there's an angel on one and then a demon on the other? Is it, is it just a vibe or a kind of a feeling that you get? How do you discern God's voice? Well, it's important for us, dare I say imperative for us, to develop discernment regarding God's voice. Because if you can't develop confidence in recognizing the Spirit's voice, you can end up getting crazily ripped off or crazily lost. I remember a couple of months ago, I received a phone call from who I thought was Social Security. I'm not from America, if you haven't picked it up from the accent, and so I've never really spoken to Social Security before, but this kind person called my phone, I picked it up, and they said they were from Social Security. They told me that my bank account had been hacked, that they needed my last four digits from my Social Security number and my credit card details so they can put the money back into my account. And I'm going, oh. So I tell everyone that story, and everyone's going, Dan, you're gonna get ripped off. Well, how do I know? I have never received a phone call from Social, from social Security I don't know what they sound like. If you don't know what the Holy Spirit sounds like, you're gonna get ripped off in life. You're gonna get ripped off in direction. You're gonna get ripped off in faith reward. You're gonna get ripped off in broken relationships. You're gonna get ripped off unless you can learn what the Holy Spirit sounds like. And if that good news wasn't good enough, it gets even gooder. Because Jesus makes it abundantly clear what the Holy Spirit sounds like. He knew that it would cause debate and sometimes even division within the church regarding what the Holy Spirit would sound like. So he gives us a very clear insight in the book of John chapter 16 regarding exactly what the Holy Spirit will sound like. If you have your Bibles, would you go with me to the book of John chapter 16, verse seven 
and I'll read it through to verse 13. And we're gonna lean into Jesus' teaching regarding what the Holy Spirit will sound like. To give you the context here, John is talking to his disciples. His disciples are freaking out because they've been hanging out with Jesus face to face, heart to heart. From Jesus' mouth to their ear, they were being led and directed. But Jesus had let them know that he was gonna go to the Father after going to the cross to save us from our sin and to usher us into eternity with Abba Father. The disciples were going, please Jesus, don't go. We're gonna be left alone. We're gonna be so lost. But Jesus said, don't worry. I'm gonna give you the Holy Spirit and he will speak. Verse seven, nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is to your advantage. Or in other words, it's gonna be better for you. It's not only gonna be good, it's gonna be gooder for you if I go away. For if I do not go away, the helper, the counselor, the comforter, the advocate, the one who will speak to us will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him to you. And when he comes, he will convict. Can you just write that down if you're taking down notes this morning? That the Holy Spirit's voice is going to sound like conviction, an arresting, a wrapping up, a binding and lovingly leading forward. I hear this all the time as I pass the people um, around where I live here in South Carolina. It's like a Groundhog Day sometimes. I have this conversation with people trying to hear God's voice. And I hear this statement made again and again and again. You know what, Dan, I know that God might be saying this, but I went and prayed about it and I didn't get a piece on it. A lot of people in the South think that God's voice sounds like peace or the path of least resistance. Obeying God's voice will always lead to peace, but his voice won't necessarily always initially sound like peace, all right? His voice may sound like something that will cause you to leave the land you know to go to a land to inherit something that you basically, you don't know where the destination is. Come on, his voice is gonna sound like something that will drive you you know, into a lion's den being surrounded by lions. Come on, his voice is gonna lead you as you walk through the valley of the shadow of death. Come on, his voice is going to lead you as you basically stand in the valley against the Goliath. Come on, his voice is going to lead you to make hard decisions about forgiving someone. Come on, letting someone off the hook. Come on, hard decisions about giving, sowing, tithing. Come on, his voice is going to lead you in a convicting, arresting way to maybe even pack 12 suitcases up and bring your poor family from Melbourne, Australia all the way to Anderson, South Carolina. Come on, his voice is going to arrest you and maybe take you somewhere you're scared to go. But that obedience will always lead to peace. He will convict you Going on in verse eight, the world concerning sin, righteousness, and judgment. And he breaks that down. The Holy Spirit is gonna talk about sin because they do not believe in me concerning judgment, uh, concerning righteousness, because I go to the Father and you will see me no longer concerning judgment because the ruler of this world is judged. I still have many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. 
when the holy, when the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth, for he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak, and he will declare to you the things that are to come. Do you wanna know what the Holy Spirit sounds like? He is a beautiful, broken record. Addressing a couple of themes and topics again and again in our journey. He will speak to us regarding sin because we do not, by default, believe. He will speak to us regarding righteousness because we have a hard time believing we are who God says we are. And he'll speak to us about judgment because the enemy has been defeated and the Holy Spirit has to remind us of that. Come on, let's break that down, the first one. He will speak to us regarding sin. And he says he'll speak to us regarding sin, why? Because they do not believe in Jesus. Or in other words, our default setting is closing our ears, going, nah, 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 we're not listening to Jesus, we think we know better than God. Come on, is there anyone brave enough to acknowledge that their default setting is they think they know better than God? That's me. I'm gonna be, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be brave enough and let you know that I think I know more about my life I think I know more about my marriage. I think I know more about raising children. I think I know more about like politics. I think I know more about like um, money. I think I know more about generosity than God does. But I'm here to confess to you that Dan Leanne by his, in his own nature, come on, does not. And that's the reason the Holy Spirit is going to have to speak to us about things in our lives, come on, that don't align with the kingdom. Warning, the Holy Spirit is gonna talk to you about your anger. Come on, the Holy Spirit is gonna talk to you about your temper. Come on, the Holy Spirit is gonna talk talk to you about the way you use your words. Come on, the Holy Spirit is gonna talk to you about the way you you treat your spouse and your children. Come on, the Holy Spirit is gonna talk to you about sex and sexuality. Come on, the Holy Spirit is gonna talk to you about your greed. Come on, the Holy Spirit is gonna talk to you about idols. The Holy Spirit is going to talk to us about a bunch of things that are outside of kingdom alignment defined as sin, never to make you to feel like a failure, but always to point you towards freedom. But the Holy Spirit will speak to you and it will get uncomfortable as he tries to lead you towards a more life-giving path. In fact, I would say to you, If the Holy Spirit isn't speaking to you in a challenging way, I would be concerned. You see, for me, I don't freak out when the Holy Spirit tries to talk to me about things that don't align with him or his kingdom. I don't freak out when the Holy Spirit messes with me. Come on, I freak out when the Holy Spirit is quiet. Now, when I find myself in a situation where I think the Holy Spirit believes in everything that I believe, come on, and shares all the same biases that I share, come on, I'm scared because what has happened is I've turned the Holy Spirit into a hype man. Do you know what a hype man is? You might not know this about me, but I recorded a rap album when I was 15 years old. (laughs) There are still copies floating around. My rap name was MC Cheez-It because I was yellow, a little salty, and always at the party. And on that album, there were three songs, two songs about jealousy and one song about high school, because that's all you rap about when you're 15. 
And on that album, my friend DJ Paulie T was my hype man. We recorded this album in his garage, and his only job was to stand behind me as I rapped and go, yeah, that's right, yeah, boy. He was my hype. Jesus is not your hype man. He will mess with your beliefs. He will mess with your stances. He will mess with things that you have held true for so long. Listen to his Holy Spirit, and I promise you, he will lead you to greater life. He will speak to us concerning sin. He will also speak to us concerning righteousness. Now, for a lot of people in the South, they've heard this whole thing about conviction about sin, and and they think that the Holy Spirit is gonna point out stuff that's wrong in their life. Again, the Holy Spirit never points out something that is wrong to make you feel like a failure. It points it out to point you towards freedom, but you gotta understand, his voice doesn't stop there because it continues to talk to us about now righteousness. Why do we have to hear about righteousness? Because Jesus says, because now I am going to the Father and I won't be with you any longer. Or in other words, Jesus, when he was with his disciples, he was always trying to explain to them that now because you obey my commands, we are now brothers and you are a child of God. But because now Jesus had physically left them or was gonna physically leave them, they would find that hard to believe. So Jesus gives us the Holy Spirit to consistently and continually try to convince us of who we are and whose we are. To convince us, to convict us of our righteousness. Do you know that you're a child of God? You're not a failure. You're the Father's favorite. You know you're a child of God? You're not a slave. You're a son. You're not a a defeated person. You are a daughter of the God Most High. Do you know who you are through Him? Well, the Holy Spirit lives inside of us to consistently, continually try to convince us that we are children of God. I remember last year, some of our teaching team got really excited about 23andMe. These are kind of online DNA tests. I think Brad got his first and it came back that he was like, I think a quarter Scottish, a quarter Welsh. I think he had some Viking in him. Uh, He had like all kinds of stuff from, you know, Europe and the Nordic states. And then Clayton went and got one and he's got like, I think he's got some Scottish and some English and some, he actually had 3% African in him. I I, I can't explain that one, but he he had some mix in there as well. And they they kept like asking me to do a DNA test. And I kept responding, do I look like I need a DNA test? 100%, come on, China made, baby. And contrary to popular belief, hey, this don't break. I didn't need a 23andMe physical DNA test, but I'm here to let you know that I need a spiritual DNA test every single day. Because I find it hard to believe that I'm a son. I find it hard to believe that I'm loved. I find it hard to believe that I'm approved of. And that's primarily what I hear from the Holy Spirit on most mornings when I get to go for a walk around my neighborhood and I just go, Holy Spirit, speak to me. 
I always start talking to him about things I need to do, sermons I need to write, places I need to travel, things I need to call out and all that kind of stuff and then the Holy Spirit starts talking and saying, hey, I love you, you had a good sleep, I'm proud of you, yeah, 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 God, but I've got some, and he will just keep on talking to me, come on, about who I am to him and he wants to do the same for you. The Holy Spirit will speak to us concerning sin because it leads to death and he wants life for us. He'll speak to us regarding righteousness because some of y'all find it hard to believe that you're a son and a daughter of God, even though that is who you are. And the third thing that the Holy Spirit will speak to us about, like a beautiful broken record, sin, righteousness, and judgment. Now what does that one mean? So the Holy Spirit will speak to us about judgment. Who's getting judged here? While Jesus makes it clear. Concerning judgment because the ruler of this world, the devil, Satan, the enemy, is judged. Or in other words, Jesus says the Holy Spirit will speak to us about the enemy being judged because some of you are gonna struggle with living a life marked by authority and victory. But every single day, the Holy Spirit will bring that up with you. Do you know they were victorious? Seriously, do you know that you have authority? Come on, do you know that you are blessed, not cursed? Come on, do you know that you are unconditionally loved, you're not unlucky. That is broken by the blood of Jesus, by his name. Come on, right here, right now, each of you, if you are in Jesus, you can sit, stand, walk forward, run forward, come on, work and love, knowing that you are victorious by his grace and for his glory. Come on, you have authority because the enemy is judged, the game is over. I went to a football game yesterday. It was a little bit closer than I like. If you wanna know what a, a tense Asian guy looks like for three hours straight, you should have come and found me yesterday. I don't like those kinds of games. I like the kinds of games that are over at half time. You know what I'm saying? Like the victory is already won, the walk-ons are on, you got a punter playing quarterback. That's the kind of game that I like. Hear me, there's time on the clock, but the battle has already been won. Come on, there is time on the clock and the battle has already been won. Because of Jesus's work on a cross, because Jesus overcoming death, because of Jesus emptying out that tomb, the battle has already been won. So can you live in that authority? Come on, can you believe that you are the head and you are not the tail? Come on, you're the above and not the beneath. Come on, that you aren't only just a conqueror. Come on, you are more than a conqueror. Come on, can you believe that greater is he living inside of you than he that is in the world? Come on, the person who defines your victory isn't the enemy. It's the one who has already judged and vanquished the enemy. Hey, this time on the scoreboard but the battle has already been won. Put your hands together, come on, if you just wanna receive that in faith. Come on, that battle was won. 
in your health. That battle is won in your business. Come on, that battle is won in your family. Come on, that battle is won for your wayward teenagers. Come on, that battle is won. Come on, irrespective of what happens this week during election week. Come on, that battle was already won, so live in it and listen to the Holy Spirit as he talks to you about it. Can someone say a good amen to that? Hey, the Holy Spirit who comes to you by grace through faith will speak to you like a beautiful broken record. He's not silent, he will talk. But you'll be amazed at how consistent he will be regarding the topics he addresses. The things in our life that don't line up with the kingdom, sin. Who we are in Jesus, come on, our righteousness. He'll speak to us about our victory and our authority. There's time on the clock, but your battle has already been won. I wanna wrap up our time together on every single campus, just putting some of these words into action. Come on, Jesus says, it's not only the wise person who hears the word, but puts them into practice that has their life, amen, built on solid rock. So that no matter, no matter what happens in the world, no matter what blows against your house, no matter what political party is in power, no matter what is the health status of your favorite quarterback, irrespective of what go, is going on, your house will stand. Can someone say a good amen to that? but we have to put this into practice. So on every single campus, before we start worshiping God in song, can you just stand to your feet? Just stand to your feet. And we're gonna do this really simply. We're gonna put, I'm just gonna give you a minute to say, Holy Spirit, speak. I'm gonna get you to close your eyes where you are, and I want you to listen for his voice to speak to you regarding maybe some sin in your life, that you need to deal with, some righteousness that your life was meant to be marked by that you haven't embraced yet, or maybe some victory that you're not living in that you gotta start walking in. So all over this room, I'm gonna give you one simple minute just to hear from the Spirit in one of those areas. So here's the simple prayer. Would you say it after me? Holy Spirit, come on, every single person. Holy Spirit, speak. Just listen for him right now. I pray that my New Spring family would hear your voice boom loudly and clearly throughout the course of this week. Jesus, you know that they need it. So talk to us about sin, righteousness, and judgment. 
be that beautiful broken record. And I thank you, God, that as we hear your words and respond to your words bravely, putting them into practice, our lives, our houses, our families will be built on a firmer foundation. And no matter what life dishes up, we might get shaken, but we will stand in Jesus' name. And everyone who is glad that the Holy Spirit speaks says, come they say, amen. God bless.